Folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Trainwreck tonight, 277. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy Victory Monday. This is Trainwreck tonight in the morning, sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Folks, we have a jam-packed show for you this morning. We're going to be talking about Super Wild Card Weekend. The big Buffalo Bills win yesterday, and now we have the Bengals on deck next Sunday at 3 p.m. It's a Buffalo Sabres game day, and we'll be talking some betting, futures, and the Aussie Open with Jesse Pagula is underway. Here we go. You don't stop, you don't stop, you don't stop. You don't stop. Train wreck tonight, 277. Sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. When you just stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? It's a victory Monday, Maniac. How are you feeling this morning? Listen, the Bills went 1-0 and yesterday. That was all that matters. They did not have any significant injuries, barring anything with Elam maybe coming out. I know there was that play at the end of the game. But at the end of the day, you're going to take that at Bill's hand. Anyone would have signed up for that 1-0, and nothing, you know, catastrophic. Obviously, was it stressful beyond belief? Were there moments where you're like, ah, this does not look like a team that could win the Super Bowl? Yeah, you yes. were absolutely feeling that way. I think it would be seen to be feeling that way. I think people were feeling the same way about, you know, the Chargers, the Jaguars, almost every other team that played Wild Card Weekend. That's the NFL. It's variability. I will always take 1-0 and every time. Minick, I agree with you 100%. I know – you are the biggest button guy out there. Uh, and, and I agree with you, obviously. 1-0, survive in advance. It's a one-week season. Uh, but it, as Bills fans, I think it's okay to be critical and notice that there still are concerns with this team, clearly. I, people, I mean, this- People always say that, you know, if, you, if you're from Western New York or whatever, you know, you're a Bills fan, the way the culture is, it's like the, the, the Bills are a member of your family. Like everyone has a member of their family that's the Bills. And 
I think that they look that way when they criticize the team. I think you criticize your family members maybe a little harsher than you would even your friends or your, uh, you know, or strangers, obviously things like that, you know, things that, you know, anyone else would be assessing. Again, I think it's just very natural when you love something so much to criticize it. Were there times where Josh Allen was kind of like throwing out of his shoes and, and you're wondering what's going on? Yes. Were there times where, you know, you're wondering why the hell the Dolphins are able to pick up second and 15 plus third and 15 plus multiple times when their offense hasn't done anything all day? Yeah, it's very frustrating. But at the end of the day, that's why you play 60 minutes. That's why when it's 24-20 Dolphins with 25 minutes left in the game, yeah, you're panicking. But then you look at that sports book and the Bills are still minus 330 live. And there's a reason for that. Because basically yeah. the more plays you run, you're going to get less variability. You're going to get more of what actually happens. And obviously versus wild card weekend, which is a little crazy. The bills was kind of straightforward in that sense. I mean, I was definitely not nervous at halftime. We had fans around asking, how do you feel? How do you feel? Did you, then, did you see the, me on the Instagram live? Yeah. Not nervous. Not nervous. And then, I mean, you're a little, you're a little nervous because like three point, like the, the only reason you would have been nervous in that spot and you'd be perfectly right to do so is they literally dominated for like, 21 to 26 minutes based on how you want to look at it. And it should have been a, a two score double digit game, obviously, but you're up three. So I think that was something to be nervous about, but not to be like worried, nervous, worried, a little different there. Yeah. I mean, it went from what should have, should have been if Knox catches that ball, 21, nothing should have been 21. Uh, give, give me the Shakir catch a 17, six, 17, six with two thirty to go. And, and we would have the ball in the red zone. I know. I think Warlock says it best that we tweeted yesterday after the game, I believe. He said the Miami Dolphins with Skylar Thompson just took us to the brink of elimination. That shit cannot happen. It's that it is, in my opinion, it's that simple. I mean, I was just thinking, watching that game yesterday, what if this is Joe Burrow here next weekend? If Skylar Thompson is making some of these throws, and there were multiple times Miami Dolphins receivers had key drops on deep balls. Waddle had yeah, Waddle like had two alone that would have been both times what back breaking plays basically. One was on their first drive, so it yep. would have just been like a tempo setter. And then I think you had one later in the game yes. where it was either tied, they were within three or something, and you're just like, yeah, you can't believe. Uh, I mean, very very rare, but yeah, at the same time, there's the pressure. Other teams playing as well. I get 100 percent what you're saying. It has to be fixed. You can't go in and play the same defense you played against, play the same tempo, same everything that you played against the Miami Dolphins yep. and expect any Bengals. But you only have one task on that day. It's going one and up. And they did that. They did that exactly. And you got to, honestly, you got to give a lot of credit to the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel, honestly, to, to, come in, to come in to Buffalo as two touchdown underdogs with a third string quarterback and put up a fight and a performance like that. Like, I could not believe the start of the second half you have. The, the Dolphins go three and out. We're getting the ball right back. And what was it? Was that the first play that Allen gets sacked, fumble? I mean. Uh, it was it was like the second or, yeah, first, yeah. I would say first or second play. But, yeah, uh, just absolutely crazy. You look at it this way. Um, they, had an, they had an interception for a 50-yard return. They had, a, they had another interception that they brought back inside the red zone. And then they had a fumble scoop and score. Yeah. You look at all three of those things, a 50-yard interception return, a separate interception that goes in your own red zone. Oh, no. We've lost him. He's in freezing a little bit. Wi-Fi is a little off. But, yeah, what, what are you saying? Obviously, 
the Miami Dolphins a ton yesterday was giving incredible. Yeah, no, what's going on, Maniac? 50-yard interception return, interception separate into your own red zone, scoop and score over fumble. You look at a blind resume, you lose that game eight to nine times out of ten in the NFL, Al? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have a healthy Tua, we probably we probably lose. Hate to say it. Like, well, it's all different because you know, I think we're a little bit more comfortable game planning too. I know he played well here a month ago. I, I get it. And I yeah. and I get that you're thinking he makes those throws to Waddle, he makes those throws to Hill. Um, but I mean, I think for his career, yeah. Um, you know, we've seen him all like Tua that like, yeah, he played well, I guess, at Miami. Um, he made a couple throws to win it that third and 17 or whatever. I mean, yeah, it was happening yesterday, so I guess I shouldn't say it wouldn't have. Maybe it's a Miami thing. Maybe Miami just has our scheme figured out where they get third and longs. But seriously, I mean, dude, look at the stats too with Allen. Allen had two picks, three fumbles, one lost, and supposedly, I mean, no, it, no, not supposedly, it is the healthiest our offensive line has been all year. Two sacks seven times. Yeah, bad. It's just, it's just so. Bad. So the only thing is that that seven is a little skewed, right? Because three of them or four of them were probably traditional sacks, which is an average number. And then three of them were pass plays where Allen went to run right away and he got like stuffed for like a two yard three hours. So I get what you're saying, but like, it wasn't like our O-line was just getting gashed to where like they were getting crushed. Like, I think it was a normal game protection wise against a good Miami front. And then, yeah, those, those, but I looked at the box score today, seven sacks, like my jaw dropped for sure. I know. I, I, I honestly was stunned when I saw that too this morning. Um, any, I mean, any other concerns for you, whether it's offensively? I know a lot of people are still bitching about Ken Dorsey. I thought I could not believe the sequence. What was it, in the second half when he went back-to-back Gabe Davis? Deep to Davis. So, was, so I'm reading online, and people more in the know seem to be more in the know. That seems to be an Allen option that exists in the Dorsey system. So yep. he kind of was just being like, yep. he, he went Madden. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. do that. When I see a play that I think works in Madden and it, and it doesn't complete, I just run it again. Yeah, and he had oh the second time he had him for sure. Yes, he was, yes, uh, he overthrew the second one, right? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah. Gabe Davis had separation. That was a no. I mean, no doubt, better throw. Davis could be gone, but um, yeah. I want to bring up, I want to bring up one quick thing here. I've been seeing a lot of great perspective across the internet today. By the way, shout out, uh, you know, the double digits we got here on Twitter, YouTube. Shout out everybody tuning in on Facebook um, on this Victory Monday. Oh my god, I, I just lost internet over here. Okay. All right. I got it back. Okay. Share it. There we go. F11. I saw, I saw this. So again, it's like, who cares? Yep. Like I get what you're saying. Is it going to be fun? Is it going to be easy? Is it going to be natural? So you're, you're talking to, you know, I would love nothing more than to run Joe Burrow out of the building on, uh, on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. But it's just plain and simple. These are all good teams. These are all the upper tier teams in the national football league. And that's just yeah. going to be very difficult. The, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the modern-day offenses, they've kind of skewed, you know, what you can expect, right? Like, because, like, the idea of a dynasty in the NFL just seems impossible right now. Yeah. Like, like uh, you know, right? Like, no team right now can you look and be like, they're going to run off, you know, three straight championships. I mean, look at the yep. Chiefs. The Chiefs literally did it three three years ago, yep. got back to the AFC Championship game, or got all the way back to the Super Bowl, lost. Yep. Then last year, we're in the AFC Championship, up three scores at halftime, and still didn't get there. I mean, it is fucking difficult to win a Super Bowl. Dude, Aaron Rodgers has won. 
One. And remember when he won the one? I was thinking about this because he's like obviously kind of rolling off into the sunset, even though it'll probably be three to four months before he makes a decision. But remember when he won that one? You're like, wow, this could be like the beginning of like the Rodgers era. Like, no, it wasn't. He never made it back to a Super Bowl. Um, It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. And now now the other crazy thing to talk about is you got Allen locked up. You got Mahomes locked up. Burrow wants to be a Bengal for life. You're talking these three top tier quarterbacks battling for a one seed for the next decade. It is going to be a grind in the AFC, and especially the Bills are coming in off season where they're going to have to make some very critical decisions. Patriots will be getting better. Yeah, the the Dolphins will likely be improving first year to second year head coach. That typically happens, you know, with getting more comfortable with the system. Yeah. Um, and then I hate to say this, but are we already hearing Derek Carr to the Jets? Basically, I mean that would be very troublesome. That yeah. would be very troublesome as far as a divisional outlook. 100% you're hearing Derek Carr rumors to the AFC. Who knows what happens with Lamar Jackson? I know oh my God. Lamar to my, I mean, can you imagine we come out of this offseason? It's Lamar to Miami and Derek Carr to, to New York Jets. I, I guess it's just going to be every offseason. When a team doesn't have a quarterback, they're yep. always going to be in the talk for the other quarterbacks. Like, I guess this is what – it just feels weird because the Bills were never in that talk ever. They were never in discussion for like a big free agent like quarterback ever. No one wanted to come here. Right? Yeah. The, we, bad we, weapons, we, bad conditions at that the, point. At the, that point. Yeah, I mean, no, again, you had your one or two good weapons. You had your Sammy Watkins. You yes. had your Stevie Johnsons. Yes. You, I mean, you even had T.O. Like, no. you know, for a year. But, like, you just never had a corpse that was making it a desirable, yes. uh, you know, place to go. And, by the way, speaking of ridiculousness, so you and I both go to the games. So we definitely miss a little bit as far as – the you know the reactions during the game like I like I for for example I saw the brawl from from Wilkins Allen and Morse but I didn't have any idea what happened I didn't know that Allen kind of saw an, an instance where he could hit Wilkins so he did and then he kind of fell over it was hysterical yep. he did the classic like when you try and beat someone up that's bigger than you like and Allen's been bigger than everyone he's ever probably tried to like tussle with yeah and he just kind of bounced off him and fell back like yeah. it was hysterical but Again, you see that that was going all over. The other thing, though, McDaniel with the vape. That I saw that either last night or earlier this morning. Um, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. And I know you brought up the point where what the Ralph is a uh, you can't smoke. <laughs> you yeah, can't. it's a non-smoking, non-tobacco facility. I think we could share this. Let's see. See if you can, yeah, see if you can pull that up. But he's covering up completely, right? So you can't see it. He's very covered up, and he's got it. Uh, he's got a good. He's got a solid. I would say camo situation because he's got the all black glove. Oh, it's freezing right there. But again, you can see it's like, it's almost like if you told me he was talking into like a karaoke microphone or something, that's what it looks like. But again, it just makes no sense. (laughs) He's just catching a buzz. I mean, yeah, I I don't, I mean, but that is definitely just crazy. Obviously, I mean, I think you see in the past, people get really excited when someone's got like chewing tobacco on the sideline or something like that. I guess that's the modern day version. Yeah, that was just, that's, that's hilarious. And I don't know, will he catch any flack for that? Probably not. I mean, that's not. I I think that the fact that the camera panned away before he blew out that fat, that fat cloud, that's going to play into his favor. (laughs) Um, but here's the thing, right. right? The Dolphins are in the rear view. It's just, I, I, I know I'm not excusing a, a minimal win yesterday. And I, and like I said at the top, there's things they got to improve, but I just, I'll just never be upset over a playoff win. No. Uh, we were, we were in Jacksonville. We were in Houston. Yes, yes, we know yes. what it feels like when it literally like those, both those wins. I'm not being dramatic. Suck the life out of you. Oh my God. 
Blake, Stuff, Blake yeah. Vick running for 90 yards when the Jacksonville offense couldn't do anything. Yep. Houston coming back from 16-0 with the, with the dancing Watts in, in the aisle. Bro, gross. I don't want to. Yeah, Houston was probably one of the most. Houston, Houston was yeah. way more. Yeah, when I think back. But again, so I'll never be upset. The Bills are on to the divisional round. Yes, they are on to the round of eight as far as the NFL yes. is concerned. So you love that. Um, just wrapping it up real quick. Game day hospitality party pregame was amazing. Um, I would say, listen, the conditions yesterday, Al, no joke, right? I mean, those are. It wasn't last year when it was sub freezing or whatever. Like that's obviously just abnormal but i mean what it was in the teens for most of it that sun comes out at 11 30 though people were popping it in our area oh my god the sun was great the first time we've seen sun in weeks when the sun was... came out did you have like an alien reaction where you're like oh my god <laughs> you, you, you like you finally start to see blue right you know we're seeing like gray a lot of blue a lot of yes. blue exactly and the blue started coming out at the tailgate and then yeah i sit on the sunny side of the stadium so i was in the sun the entire time which was it was awesome but that football game, dude, the, the, the media timeouts, it's ridiculous with CBS. Speaking of timeouts, uh, so you first off, you got the media timeouts. So you got big orange gloves on the sideline, like basically commanding the entire NFL. Um, and we'll get back to the party real quick while we wrap up the game because I actually yeah. got to get – I meant to talk about this with the Dolphins. Those timeouts, the timeouts and the play clock, I've never seen them, like, manage – I swear there was one where it got to zero – and the ref was next to McDaniel, and he almost did like a, do you want to use a timeout or do you want to take a delay a game? Yep. I, I swear. I swear. But like, and, and he took a timeout. Yep. But I'm like, that's not how that works. No. Like, you like, saw a lot, of, a lot of yeah, like, Oh, my God. They were, they were raising the roof more, more chances they got. And by <laughs> the way, like, it, they kept letting it happen. Like, Skyler was not leaving that that friggin' huddle until like 12 seconds, six, eight seconds left in the play guy a lot of the times. Dude, that, yo, that fourth and one to then delay a game was nuts. I'm hugging my dad and brother thing. We stopped them. Oh, my they, God. Dude, that was – bro, the Bills – have you ever seen a team literally get two stops on fourth down? Literally, they play out the full play. Yep. And then both times the refs say the play didn't count. That yes, happened and, twice in the second half yesterday. Yeah, and what about the other one with McDermott calling the timeout? And then now, that, now, the, now, flip side, that actually worked out because I think he called the timeout to get the Dolphins to think about it, to get them to punt. So it sucked because you saw them fail, but then they ultimately punted, which I think was the goal of the timeout. No, but I thought there was one where the four, you're, you're talking about the fourth and seven on their own side of the field where they threw it deep, right? No, I'm talking the one in Buffalo territory when, when McDermott called timeout, I thought. Okay. When the, when Miami, yeah, there were so many. There were yeah, so many. When, no, this is when Miami didn't get it. I think they threw an incomplete pass. Then the McDermott called timeout before the play, though. Next play, Miami first down to what? The one, and then they got in. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So. I mean, yeah, again, it's just like everything, such a blur. Again, yeah. that's why you got to, it's great to go on social, great to see the highlights, get to recap. Speaking of recapping, so again, game day hospitality started yep. at 10. Again, Tia temperatures in the teens. People were showing out. We had Dolphins hands. We had Frank the Tank from Barstool there, uh, just causing a scene with everything he did. Hysterical. Um, Don Brown on the mic doing some of his uh, Bills anthems, and then uh, DJ Gab, and of course best food. We had Picasso's show up, which we didn't even know was going to happen. So that was a great treat. Wow. Um, and yeah, we're taking care of business there. And speaking of taking care of business, make sure you get over and book your Red Zone pregame tailgate experience this weekend at. Game Day Hospitality. Search at Game Day Hospitality's Game Day Buffalo on socials or go to gamedayhospitality.com. Al, 3 p.m. I know people aren't loving it because it's going to be right into the Sunday scary territory for some of you. Uh, but 
my goodness. I feel like that's a great window. And the fact that you'll get an extra hour or two of sleep. Uh, again, if you want to get there at 6 a.m., be my guest. I'm all for it. But the, yep. I will absolutely be sleeping in until 7.30, 8.30 this week versus the 6 a.m. wake up I did this past week. If I was putting my money on it yesterday, I thought we were no doubt getting a 6.30 time slot because that's what Bill's Chiefs were last year. So I figured the NFL wanted to put their best game at 6.30 again. So I was actually kind of surprised that it was 3 o'clock. But, hey, I'm perfectly fine with it. 3 o'clock game, like you said, you could sleep in. You're not getting home too late. And right now, you're gonna. it's looking like another January weather day. That's not that bad. It's looking like low 30s, potential for some snow. You're not looking at, like, temps in the teens. Maniac, I'm happy. I'll take that. For a forecast looks very solid for next week. Definitely looks uh, yes. more overall. Again, if that snow gets up to 50 70%, Hold on to your butts. But speaking of hold on to your butts, uh, the Bengals thoughts uh, last night. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I will be a thousand percent honest. I'm getting up there in age. I get home from the uh, game. I watch that first half. I'm energized. I'm like, you know what? I set the DVR. I go, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to like, you know, yep. check out and I'll watch who won this game or whatever. Um, but I actually got spoiled on my phone for a notification in the middle of the night. So Unfortunately, that was it, but Bengals come back. Obviously, that huge play. The Ravens have been scorned two of the last three playoffs by huge scoring plays going the other direction when they had the ball on the on, on offense. Uh, what were your thoughts there on the Bengals, the fallout? Um, I think someone was posting the stats from the game. I mean, the Ravens won every category. Yeah, Maniac, I got a lot of thoughts. Back-to-back um, -back weeks, same thing, same situation where – I loved the Ravens getting that eight and a half, nine points. I tweeted that out this week. It was my favorite play of the weekend. Um, and they did it again. Same, same thing statistically. And not going to lie, man, I was a little broken hearted. I really was. I was very emotionally invested in that game. Going Talking about up. hosting the Jaguars versus yes. hosting the Bengals. Yeah. That's a big upgrade. That is a huge swing. And you're talking about a Baltimore team that just, they are so physical on defense. They were crushing Bengals players, and I wanted that to go to Kansas City next week. And yeah. I wanted KC to go through a bruiser of a game. And I obviously I think KC moves on against a backup quarterback, clearly. Lamar's not coming back. He's pulling a Scottie Pippen. But I just, yeah, I was really, really brokenhearted because even if Baltimore doesn't get in on that play and fumble, they kick that field goal, I still think they win that game. Burrow couldn't do anything. They That's Baltimore had all the momentum. I know they had been basically tied yeah. in the second half, but it was from 9 nothing to 10-9 before the half there. I mean, Baltimore was finding ways to drive the ball. The way their yeah. offense was working, I mean, we're frustrated by Skylar Thompson on these long conversions. The, the Baltimore offense was frustrating Cincinnati. Yes, and, that, and, and that's another point I want to make. I love how you said earlier on the show, you said about Josh Allen going Madden on, on right? Going all Madden and doing, like, ridiculous deep balls to Gabe Davis. Look at what Baltimore did. Take what the defense gives you. You don't have to throw the ball 15 to 30 yards down the field every play. They're doing dinky dunk type shit, picking up 10, 15 yards. Huntley was looking ridiculous on some plays. I mean, one play, he botched the snap and rolled back to, like, the 50. He picked And then he ran all the way around and threw, like, a four-yard completion where the guy then ran, like, 15 yeah. yards. It was unbelievable. Absolutely so unbelievable. My take is... I don't know how this game next week stays under 50 points. I think Buffalo with Allen should definitely put up points on this Cincinnati Bengals team after watching what a backup quarterback could do. I know they only put up 17 points, but still, I think Allen can definitely put up points. It's going to be a shootout, and it really comes down to the Bills' defense. Bend but don't break. How many times can you bend? 
How many times you don't break is going to really be the difference maker in his zone defense like the Bills have because I think that that Bengals offense, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, it's terrifying. He's massive. But the one plus, you never like rooting for injuries. You had another left tackle go out for the game yesterday. That means the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be down three offensive line starters, which is huge when you got a guy like Von Miller out now. The Bills pass rush has to step it up. You have to get to Burrow on Surprisingly, uh, you know who was quiet yesterday, who's been really strong basically all season? Uh, Ed Oliver made some noise. Greg Rousseau. Yeah. Very quiet yesterday. So maybe yes. a, maybe a bounce back game for him. But yeah, what, Burrow was getting you know harassed back there, right, by the end of the game? So Oh, yeah. He took some hits too. But yeah, you're out. No, no left tackle, no right guard, no right tackle. So yeah, you're, I mean, have, do we have any update on Elam? He's good. No, he's good. Okay, he was good. I mean, he obviously walked off the field at the end. It worried me when he had the multiple people helping him or whatever. But yeah, no, but the one thing that, and once again, man, this is because we're in our seats, we can't see shit. I think we got a text or a tweet that came through that said it was just cramps. So oh, that's huge. I think he's good. But what about Dane Jackson? He's the one that went out too. We had no Dane and no Elam late in the game yesterday. So. Yes, that is troublesome and, and, and for sure. The, the, the only good thing is that we are Trey White coming back into form for the most part. Yes. And what's up with Benford? You tell me. <laughs> I think, I mean, if he's healthy, he's got to be active this week, right? I know he doesn't play special teams so that there's got to be a factor there where, you know, you got to have certain people that are active and inactive because what they can play. But against a, against a, a Bengals team, I feel like if Benford's healthy, get him out there. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see. Were you surprised uh, by the line? Uh, what, three, three and a half? Dude, so I think you were sleeping during this. It opened at six and a half. I saw I saw a tweet. I thought someone had the wrong info. It went all the way down there. Yep. It makes me happy, honestly. Oh, I, in, I love that. Love that. In five minutes. I was on my phone watching it move because I got a text from a buddy. It said six and a half. I looked 30, 30 seconds later. It was five. Then it was four. Then it was three and a half. So Bills minus four makes sense. I mean, what were we? We were minus one or a pick them in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right back in line with the math on how the math is supposed to work. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Bills minus six and a half. I mean, between, between me and you, that's outrageous. I I, I, think, I, I think it's outrageous, but, I mean, as it, it does not mean anything. But wouldn't you rather have that situation happen that way than it open at, like, Bills minus three and go to, like, Bills minus six and a half? Yes. Of course, yes. the money is on Cincy, and more uh, than often than not, the house wins. A hundred percent. Three o'clock, CBS. Nance Romo on the call again. Bills are, I believe. I think uh, Pat Moran tweeted that the Bills are six and zero with Nance and Romo on the call, and what still undefeated with Poyer. Those are big games, plain and simple. You're only getting them in the big games for the most part, so it's good to see. Obviously, the Bills are delivering there. Yep. So, <laughs> Alan Pergament. Friggin' goes like the Bills fans are probably sick of Romo and Nance. I think there's a point to be made there. I mean, you, you wouldn't mind a like a a Kevin Harlan every so often. Yeah, the hate of Romo's it's group chats. Yeah, we don't we don't that. hear him though for no, the most part. We don't. I don't remember the last time I've heard Romo. Seriously. So, um, and, uh, so, yeah, yeah Stucky made a, tw- a tweet this morning. I was dying. He goes, Joe Burrow is now zero two against the spread in his past two starts against the Ravens backup QB in 2023, but the federal government doesn't want you to know that. Stay woke. Seriously. 0-2 against the spread, against against a backup quarterback. But that that Ravens-Bengals, it's, it's the same thing as Bills-Dolphins. These teams know each other. They're close games. They're battles. The teams hate each other. But, yeah, I mean, those, I mean that, that Bengals-Ravens game last night, they were 
they were hitting each other hard. It was, it was a definitely a very tough, tough game for Cincinnati. And now, you know, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder coming to Buffalo this week. having to go. Yeah, and let's face it. There's no shortage of weapons. You saw Mixon did a bunch of trash talking to the Bills linebackers two weeks ago, and he really didn't get an opportunity to back it up. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it'll I be mean, very interesting. Uh, yep. I know we've kind of talked about it, but just dabbling real quick while we go uh, the second half of the show and yep. uh, into some Sabres chat. Uh, rest of the wild card weekend. Uh, Chargers, Jaguars, obviously the craziest there. Um, 49ers dominate in the second half. And, uh, well, you got the surprising Giants win and then last night's game. I mean, it, it, it was super wild card weekend, right? It lived up to the hype. And you have to say, every game was unbelievable. Except every game at half was like, the only game that, that wasn't a close game at half, the other team won that was getting dominated. Yes. You had the Seahawks that were up 17-16. And then the 49ers ran away with it. Every game. And it, they were on pace. For what you had, you had the blowout of the 49ers. It was looking like the Chargers up 27 nothing were going to absolutely destroy Jacksonville. So that game looked like it was going to be a dud. You thought Buffalo minus 14 at home. You thought that game was going to be a dud. Turns out it, it wasn't going to be. So yeah, and then the Giants get it done. Dable wins by seven on the road. They move on. They're taking on the Eagles. I think that's a Eagles are minus seven in that one. And then, yeah, you had a great way to cap it off with Sunday night football last night. You have Monday night football tonight, Dallas in. Tampa and so that's a real treat. Season. That's a real treat tonight. Overs are five and oh. There's not been one under. And tonight you have Dallas as road favorites and the and the over under is 45 and a half. Yeah, 100 percent That's just for auto, sure. Auto, auto. For sure. Um, okay, so we move on from Wyatt. Card weekend. And speaking of moving on, if you're moving on with some plans for this weekend, make sure you get to the place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Bad news for the Maniac family. CJ Stroud going to the NFL. Sorry. Yes. Uh, you know, my brother texted me last night. He goes, CJ Stroud staying. And he goes, never mind. Fake tweet or something. I'm like, oh, yep. poor guy. Just, Sorry, I, guys, just saw, I just saw break. I mean, my goodness, real quick, he was tearing up Georgia. That's all I got to say. And he was, didn't need Jackson Smith and Jigba to do it. So very interested now to see what CJ Stroud will do at the next level because I've seen him do it against the best, basically, uh, college yeah. I mean, When you see what they did to Duggan and TCU. I know people were giving the Georgia defense flack, but yeah, I, um, I, I still can't believe in a national championship game. They were doing curtain calls. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen, bro. Curtain, <laughs> call, curtain calls, and they're eating wings on the sideline, <laughs> bro. That was Frothingham was probably going nuts. <laughs> Her party did not stop. Um, seeing in which, uh, obviously, happy Martin Luther King Day. That's why we got the early, uh, you know, train wreck tonight. Shout out, um, you know, everyone taking in this victory Monday and um, obviously doing that. But we got the Sabres in action today, 1 p.m. Yeah. Thoughts? Where are your Sabres? Brian Colesdale laid it out perfectly this morning. And you I, say, I, and, and, you're right, he did. It's a big week. You say, you say big, big week, and it is. You got, you're right now, you're tied with Florida in the standings. You then play the worst team in the NHL. And my brother and I were talking about this yesterday that, the Blackhawks are putting up worse numbers than, the, than some of the Sabres. Did. Yeah, like literally the peak drought Sabres when they were doing that for like, did, yeah. Did you see what the Kraken did to them? Six goals six on the first six period? shots. No, yeah, six, six, goals six, on six on six shots. shots. Yeah, that's that's it's, pretty ridiculous. That's unheard of. And then 
you have Dewey Crocs Islanders coming to town for Ryan Miller night. And that team is right now currently has the final wildcard spot. So this is a huge week for the Buffalo Sabres. And again, we're seeing this. Uh, so again, today versus Florida and arguably that's like your biggest challenge. I mean, I'm not, I'm not downplaying Dewey's Islanders, but let's face it. Ryan Miller night, that team's going to be fired up. Tuck is probably going to be like crying out of his armpits. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're very big here. Um, the, the Sabres, obviously, with those games in hand, because they kind of haven't made up the uh, delays yet um, from a couple of those games that got postponed. I know they did one, but yep. um, that those games in hand have been a lot of confidence building uh, because, you know, you see that you could easily jump into the wild card picture, definitely get into uh, the second spot with a good week. Yeah, and big win against Nashville. You blow a two-goal lead. To, so then it goes to three, three, three again. I, I thought it showed mental toughness. And I hate to say this because it'll always go back to it until they make the playoffs. But that reminds me of a spot where uh, Eichel, Reinhardt, Ristolainen team would have folded. Yes. Could not agree more. Could not agree more with the coaching staff that they used to have. And I mean, I think. And what's too- even cooler, not just like to come back, like, or to come back from blowing the lead, get the go ahead goal. Then they kept the pressure on and get the – they didn't even need an empty netter. They scored no. with it like 2.30 to go with the kid line, getting it done. Our kid line, Jay Lazzy, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And my, my just my cause of concern with the Sabres is obviously the offense is so intact, scoring a lot. Of, but they have to score four to five goals to win a game, which is – that's not, – Not once this guy gets rolling. Maybe. I know. UPL. I know there have been some, there have been some janky starts. Him. Him. And he, I believe he's in goal tonight or today. Um, but, I mean, UPL is the guy you – I didn't think there was such an undercurrent of support for him with the Sabres fan base, but I'm at the game this past like week or whatever, and he makes a save, and you're just hearing, ooh, you know, that's and, big. That's big. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I really hope that he is him. Yeah, and it looks like right now currently you have the Panthers as what slight road favorite, so you're starting to see some decent value on the Sabres again. Vegas at, has at, shifted. We, 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 talked about, we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks back, but – they're completely off. They're like Sabres need to be underdogs versus anyone who's in the top half of the Eastern Conference. Like, yeah. and, and Florida's projected to jump back. Like, they're not projected to be abysmal for the rest of the year. They're projected to kind of bounce back a little bit. So yeah. Vegas giving the Sabres some credits by making that make credit by making that a pick'em. Yep, and over under on DK six and a half overs minus one thirty five. Should be seeing an exciting game yep. uh, for sure. Yeah. So hopefully the Sabres get done there. Um, besides that, uh, we did have UB uh, over this weekend. Good, big win for the women. Tough loss in OT for the men. Um, you know, it's very, uh, this is still a new UB bunch. There was some controversy or I guess, you know, debate amongst some UB faithful. Uh, there was a late play in the game, in the men's game, where uh, Coach Weitzel took a timeout. And then at a timeout, they didn't play like the most efficient defense as they allowed uh, them into the paint and whatnot. I chalk this up again. We still have a new unit. Like we, we talked to all these guys, what Al three, four months ago, these guys are all playing together for the first time for the most part. Um, they're still kind of gelling. Yes. It's frustrating, but what do I always say? Right. When, when something like this happens with UB rather it happen in blank than in mid March. I know just like your Syracuse orange. I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Mr. Stasiak at the tailgate yesterday. Cause I wanted to get his thoughts on, on this, the current state. Die um, hard, die oh, hard UB fan. He goes to every game. He watches every game if they're away. And I wanted to get his update on the current status of the teams. And he says he likes the women's team right now more than the men's team and a lot more promise. He says they, that he said the UB women have three fast people um, in the backcourt that are going to be very difficult when it comes to uh, 
you know, going to Marsh and, and people trying to defend them. So he's very Hell, excited about this. The, the women, I, I, know, I, the, I know you probably saw this. Night. The women have a player, Zakaya Winfield, who's literally 5'7 and averaging 11 rebounds per game. So just think about like the amount of heart wow. that takes, the amount of like technique, like everything to be like, yeah, she's, she's top in the like in the top of the national national ranks as far as wow. rebounds. Again, I will I will say what that's take from Mr. State does not surprise me because I think there has been some undercurrent of frustration with the men's team. So when you see them lose, it's kind of like same old shit over the last couple of years. Again, even though they've had deep Mac runs and stuff like that, uh, you know, despite not being able to get a championship, but. The expectations for this Becky Burke UB women's team, I say it, they were like ground level low. And the fact that this team is fighting, they're having success in MAC play. I mean, they are probably a year and a half ahead of where they're expect were expected to be. Wow. That's 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 great news for the future of UB women's Seriously. basketball. That's no, awesome. Very, uh, for the program as a whole, for sure. So you, especially when you look at what Linguist is doing. Again, uh, I think someone said Linguist had the most wins in his first two seasons as UB coach, like since the sixties. So even Leipold and the, uh, and you know, the previous coaches, you know, yep. very interesting to see again, there's it's, yep. it's, sometimes it's harder to see it with UB because things maybe it feels like they move a little bit slower than like the NFL and the major sports leagues, but I feel like there's some positivity uh, and some reason for it. Speaking of positivity, Positive that Jesse Pagula freaking waxed yesterday. Six o bagel and a breadstick, they call that one, Al. I, I know enough about tennis now. Six o six one. Six o six one dominating performance. What was she on the money line? I didn't even see to be honest. I mean, that had to be a minus two thousand or a minus thousand okay. or something for sure. Okay. First round of the U.S. Open. She's a top five player now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's rolling. She's rolling. She's playing very, very well right now, and I was so pissed I did not get her. What was it a week or two ago against um, Sly Attack? So yeah, pissed. what was she plus like two hundred in that yeah, one? Yeah, even more. I think I'm so pissed I missed out on that. So yeah, I got to share this. I mean, this is hysterical. Go ahead. Oh, I saw you send that today. Yep. Hysterical. And then I mean, let's face it. When it's that funny, you got to acknowledge it. Yep. Playing out of mind, but yeah, let's say, you know, it, it, this is a weird dynamic and it will always be a weird dynamic because in 90 plus percent of sports fans' minds, she'll just be the Pagula's like daughter who's a tennis player. Like even though she's doing good or something, if there was a Buffalo like born based tennis player in the top five, I feel like if their name was, I'm not trying to be controversial. I just feel like if it was outside Pagula. Like I think that there would be maybe like even more fervent support. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. I mean, she's she right now has the third best odds to win on the women's side. Yeah, um, to win the Australian Open. I mean, this yep. is crazy. Between Behind Iga and Sabalenka. Um, and Iga typically over the Sabalenka past, surprises me that she's up there, but she must be playing well right now. Yeah. And Iga typically what? She's normally like a pick em, like to win to win a tournament before it starts. Out of the gate, yes. Kind of like a Djokovic, and she's plus 220. So that's telling for sure. She'll get... That's similar, yeah. I mean, Djokovic, yeah. You, you said it perfectly. Yeah. Now with and now with Curios out, you have Djokovic minus one twenty two. Like I know, I know, it sucks. It really, really sucks because now, you know, you got to think Djokovic probably wins the Australian Cruises. Open. Yeah. Cruises. Al exactly. No Alcaraz, no Djokovic. Are you kidding me? Why am I even tuning in? And yeah, and, and and I think it was supposed to be if Chalk prevailed. I think it was supposed to be Curios, Djokovic in the quarterfinals. 
Yeah, that would be and, unbelievable. And it's and that's shot. So yeah, I mean, what's I mean, what's Djokovic to win this quarter? His, he's minus two ninety five. The other people in his quarter now behind him are Rune and Rublev are the best two options. There's no way. These mages are awesome. Going for like two weeks. Oh, dude, and they're at seven p.m. to like six a.m. It's weird. Yes, time. yes. The prime time is on like or eleven. Yeah, you you said eleven p.m. one a.m. You got new matches starting. I mean, it's just truly a DJ's dream for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, speaking of awesomeness, well, we are just about an hour away from puck drop for the Sabers. Yep. Um, but we're winding out. You got any uh, signups or shoutouts? Got to bring this up because we were just talking about yeah. this um, in one of the group chats I'm in. Someone sends a tweet that Nance and Romo are on the call. First response, someone says, F. Next response is, most um, most annoying part about Romo is how quickly he can make you hate the players he talks about. Even as a Bills fan, I'm so sick of him calling Allen Mr. January and the Al- and the alien. Alien, sure, but Mr. January, question mark? Mr. January. When, like, when, the, when the regular season goes, like, 11 days into January now. And, and well, like, come on. So, that's so funny. Better than Joe Buck, that's all I'll say. Oh, my God. Yes, I will. But yeah, that. shout out to the game day hospitality team. Yep. Obviously, great to take care of them. We did uh, some work with Legacy House as well. Uh, so, it's awesome to get involved with them and looking forward to doing some stuff with them throughout the year. Uh, but, yeah, just looking forward to keeping these Buffalo sports teams cruising. Because you hate to say it out, but we only got gray skies, basically, for the next, like, eight weeks. We, we need some entertainment. We need some sports success. I know, I know. Just like you said, it's it's the one week season. Let's keep it rolling. Your four point favorite, four point favorites at home against the Bengals. Relatively healthy. Hopefully, it's a great week of practice, and they're and they're ready to rock on Sunday at three p.m. One hundred percent. And obviously, Josh, where can they find all the episodes? Apple, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. Well, that didn't work on my internet. Maybe it did. It but did. anyways, all right, folks. Well, hey, hopefully your internet works. Hopefully your day gets rocking and rolling very smoothly. Uh, shout out to Al. Shout out to myself. Shout out to you for tuning in. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. But make sure to go have a good, good day. Night, day. Now. Now.